the gauntlet's been thrown, y'all. I mean, we've been called out. Kate Dunbar, she uh, she's tired of hearing her excuses on why we're not actually cooking, why we keep on going with Lunchables to the campsite. We have a lot of good excuses. <laughs> <laughs> well, I loved it when she said, I'm going to pick out all the gear for you to use. I, that's a little scary. Well, I mean... Granted, we've seen her whole cooking setup, and she she travels like with a full kitchen. It just doesn't have the walls. Yeah, Kate Dunbar is a chef, so really, I don't I don't know. So I'm she's a little scared. yeah. So she's giving us these cooking. I don't know what do you call them. You, things, Tools, impl- implements, <laughs> implements, fire things. They make, they make fire. Yes, Cookers. fire maker things. Yes, um, teaching us how to use it, and then we have to cook. Like a recipe of kind of our choosing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if she's going to she let us choose us. it or not. <laughs> and, uh, and we're going to learn how to cook on these things. I think it'll be like a nice representation of what it means to like go from like z- zero to ten. Right. Because we have no experience cooking with these things. So. Well, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see who gets burned and who uh, who can and can't make it through this adventure. I will 100% be on fire at some point. Nice. <laughs> also, hey, in this episode, I think that, uh, PJ, you have an idea on, uh, since so many people are buying right now, they're in the market, but we think that there's going to be a lot of people also selling their RVs in this market. Yeah. You know, things that they've had for a few seasons and they want to upgrade or size difference or feature change. So yeah. you have some ideas on how to help people out. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I had somebody actually say, hey, why don't you do a podcast on how I can sell my trailer myself? So we're going to talk about that. They had some questions and they were all really good ones. So we'll cover that today as well. All right. Just a reminder, today's episode is brought to you by GoPower. That's GoPower. They make everything solar and lithium. And whether you need to convert that lithium power 12-volt system all the way over to run your AC or something like that, GoPower is your source. They come up with complete systems that can be installed, and they will simply work beautifully. So if you don't want to think through every element of your electrical needs, GoPower is your resource to get your stuff and make it work right away they even have a calculator on their website where you can go kind of plug in what you are looking for as far as power needs and they'll tell you exactly you know what systems to get or what components to get Mm -hmm. so it makes it really really easy i know lithium ion batteries inverters solar power all these things Mm -hmm. fit together for you go power is at gpelectric.com. Go power. Go power. Once again, welcome to the RV Small Talk Podcast. We are your hosts from Princess Craft RV. I'm Clint. I'm PJ. And I'm Lindsay from Pluto. And we are so glad that you're joining us today. Here we talk about things like small, tiny trailers, any size trailer, RVs, truck campers, people in places and things that go along with them. That's right. Welcome. <laughs> On with the show. It's uh, not only buying season for RVs, it's also selling season. And most people have figured out, you know, in the months and years past that you make more money if you sell it yourself. Yeah, but it's so much work. Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> I think that it's a daunting task. But if you have the time, it's not necessarily a whole lot of work. It's just having the time. Yeah. And I think it's kind of scary, like trying to figure out how to get the best deal or how to sell it successfully. But 
in reality, there's only, you know, there's just a handful of things you need to remember mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it should be pretty easy. Yeah. And if you think about it from if you were buying a used RV, if you think about what you would want to see and what your yeah, experience exactly. would want to be, it may inform how you prepare your RV to right. sell. And but, but there's also also some research like uh, where are you going to post it? How are you going to get the word out that you have one for sale and stuff like that? And all that's true. And I I think uh, right now you mentioned that a lot of people are buying trailers, um, but a lot of people are just thinking maybe they'll change from what they had in the past Uh because they want to camp more than they used to. Are they going to change without buying another one? Uh, Well, maybe, maybe. But, (laughs) you know, as a dealer, we should always encourage trade-ins because that's good for us. Right. But... If a customer wants to sell it themselves, we wanted to kind of give you a hint on on things that we want you to look out for and how to do it yourself. And literally, two people have asked me this week if I thought they could do it. Uh-huh. And I thought, wow, of course uh-huh. you can well, do it. Well, we can do it. You yeah, do it. <laughs> of course. This is not brain surgery, folks. So we're not going to demystify this, but we're also going to clear it up to, to hopefully if people have the, the time to do so, they realize that it's... It's not insurmountable. Yeah. By all means, you can. So what's the first thing that you ought to do if you want to sell your trailer yourself? Well, it's probably the same thing you do if you want to sell your car yourself or your house yourself. Mm-hmm. Trash it. I mean, <laughs> ah, no, man. no way. This is why I'm so bad at selling things. <laughs> Take it off some sweet jumps. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. Take it off some sweet jumps. Ah. Uh, so probably I, I think if it were me, I would take a good assessment of what I have, uh, what, you know, what kind of condition, first off, what, what year, what model, what kind of condition it is. Maybe it's a good time to do a good cleanup on it. A good cleanup and not just, I don't know. I, I know you think that your stuff looks good, right? Mm-hmm. Like you've done a good job decorating your trailer, mm-hmm. but I think when you're trying to sell it, the reality is like people have what they want their trailer to look like in their head and they don't want to, they don't want to buy somebody else's home mm-hmm. or, you know, like somebody else's camp home. They want to buy their own. So like take, take your stuff out of it and make it real clean and nice. So it kind of feels like they're buying something new and fresh that they get to, put their own uh, yeah. soul into. Right. You know, chances are they've actually looked at new trailers, right? Yeah, you're and right. And so they're used to looking at the new ones. And then when they so go look for a used one. or things one, on the wall, like makes it seem Yeah, used. all those little sticky hooks that everybody puts up there. Yeah. Even like a paper towel holder. It's like, yeah, but that's so useful. Yeah, but it's not factory. No. So unless it leaves a mess, take it out. If you have a real kitschy trailer like a, a a vintage trailer or something that really lends itself to you know decor or over really old dated corningware yeah then yeah well you know if you have like a retro <laughs> <Call> me style <laughs> trailer, <laughs> yeah then we, we want to see this trailer but you know then maybe a few things in there to give it that feel would be cool but on on a regular trailer yeah i still say take everything out just take it out everything Everything yeah. and make sure it smells good. Uh, yes, I think that's, the smell is that's everything, huge. and yeah. get someone smell. else to smell it. Yeah. <laughs> you, I you mean, can't you smell might your have been smell. nose blind. Yes, <laughs> have somebody else walk into your trailer mm-hmm. and be like, "Yes, this smells okay." Yeah, does your trailer stink? You know, right. Has anybody ever told you your trailer stinks? Probably not. <laughs> so get somebody to actually tell you the truth, right? I think the next thing 
which again, it just goes back to selling your car or anything like that is to get pictures and not just like, you know, couple pictures of the outside, couple pictures of the inside. Oh, but we hear it all the time. All the pictures. Get pictures Don't, of yeah. everything. Six is not enough. Ten's not enough. Get it in good lighting. 20 might not be enough. Take Get some all overall the pictures. photos. I've learned a lot. Um, photographing the trailers for the website for Princess so what Craft. do you think is on a used one what's the most uh asked for picture on a used one on a used one yeah um, because that's what we're looking they want to see the inside of the cabinets so they want to see like inside underneath the sink to make sure there's no water damage they want to see Ooh, the inside of the outdoor compartments uh-huh. um to see because sometimes that's where mold is and stuff like that they want to see the inside of cabinets and the bathroom they want to see the details in the bathroom because well they want it to be clean but my biggest advice and i've learned this from photographing trailers is the first four pictures do you know your nice outside picture but then your first four pictures need to be from each corner of the trailer so you can see two sides. So you can kind of get as and I even hold my phone straight up above my head and as far back as I can so that you're getting, you know, are we talking as, interior oh, inside or, or outside? Inside. Oh, <laughs> we were trying I'm to say, sorry. why do you stand no, outside and hold it? Get a good head. outside picture. But then like you need for a picture from each corner and not just like, I mean, I get on the dinette and hold the phone above my head so that you can see the whole trailer, because especially with smaller trailers, mm-hmm. it's so hard to get that feel of the space in there. Yeah. Um, so hold the phone above your head. Get all get in weird positions. Yeah. Nobody's watching. Well, we hope. <laughs> anyway, that's what I've learned with pictures. Uh, that and good mirrors. lighting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Now, if there is something that should be talked about, show it in pictures before anyone yeah, contacts you. Absolutely. Like, a, a, like a stain on the floor or a burn on a countertop. Show yeah. that in the pictures because... It, people go take a lot of time to drive to view this thing. Mm-hmm. Get that out in the open before they even pick up the phone or send you an email. Well, and in the general honesty of it. like uh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> they trust you a lot more if yeah. you say, all right, there's a cigarette burn right. on the counter. Full disclosure. Yeah. So be careful with how many tight shots you do because, because that gets people a little bit antsy. What are they yeah. trying to cut, crop out? Yeah. Yeah. Good overall pictures. And then write it up. You know, tell people why you're selling it. And we want a different trailer. My wife's tired of this one. Or, um, yeah, we've, we found a bigger one that we like. Or we're going to take our grandkids. Or mm-hmm. we're not going to take our grandkids anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. who knows? Uh, people want to know why you're selling it. They want to know if it's a lemon, if it's broken. Mm-hmm. That is rarely, rarely, rarely the case. It's right. just your life changed. Yeah. So tell them that. Or or let's say that it's something and you've had to do some sort of thing like an axle replacement. Now, nowadays, an axle replacement really isn't a big deal, mm-hmm. but it's stress that people don't want to think about. So right. if you've if you've had something like that done, put it in the write up. Yeah. Okay. So we've got this all written up, figured out where we're going to put in there. And really, you know, we make it sound harder than it is. You know, it'll take no, we you just, a couple hours, yeah, but we just talk it's a not lot. the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, we just talk a lot. So you've got all that ready. Where do you post it? Uh, so all your options online I can think of are the, the paid sites like RV Trader, RVT. There's probably a few others as well. Yeah. And we have our best luck, I'll just tell you, with RV Trader. Okay, sure. 
Yeah, and I think I don't know how much it is, 35, 40, maybe 50 bucks. They post it for four or five, six weeks. I haven't looked that up in a long time, but and, something like that. Yeah, and you're going to find a very similar format to like an eBay sort of thing sure, where you get to sure. list condition and sure. you can even promote or boost it and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So post it there. It's got a good following. It's going to be out there. Uh, and when somebody's looking for a new one, so mm-hmm. if you have a late model, it's going to show up. Yeah. Now, RV Trader is in RVT. Those are places. If I if I have a a unit, a trailer that's in pretty great shape, it you know something still to be proud of. That's where I go. Yeah. But if I'm like you know I just want to get the most I can for this thing, but it really <laughs> needs to go. And it's tired, and it needs a new home. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it needs to go to someone who's going to spend the elbow grease and man hours you know, to get it to where they want it. I'm probably not going to go spend money at RV trailer. So where trailer. would you put it? I'd probably go to Facebook marketplace mm-hmm. these days. I mean, Craigslist is still out there, but I think Craigslist face- is still a thing. Yeah, here it is. Yeah. But I think our, I think Facebook marketplace is probably where I would lean to where else would. And if you're not sure how to do that, ask your kids. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the most successful place that I've seen for certain manufacturers have been in actual Facebook groups. Oh, true. true so true. if you have oh, something point. like a, I don't know, what's like a super common like brand. Archon. Yeah. Yep. Like, well, no, even something more common, you probably won't have a lot of luck there versus RV Trader. But if you have a New Camp, an Intech, an mm-hmm. Airstream, something that's like yeah. really a notable brand. Yeah. With that has a fan base, mm-hmm. they all have groups. They have fan groups, and then they have fix it groups, and then they have buy, sell it, right. trade it groups. I mean, mm-hmm. these people go crazy. Oh, so, good point. Like, get to a member of every single one of these groups. Be sure to read the rules of the groups because some of them you're not allowed to sell in them, right. but a lot of them you are. And then post it on Facebook Marketplace and share it to those groups, right. and you'll have people. I mean, you'll have it sold in an Mm -hmm. hour. It's just crazy because those people are fans of that specific trailer and they're waiting. They're just, they're just waiting for someone to sell there. What tips do we have on the post itself? Like the the description and and things like that. Put a description. Do you know how many things I see for sale that are just like the phone number trailer? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have a trailer. Do you want it? But see that then the more that this, the buyer has to communicate with the seller back and forth before mm-hmm. they figure out if that's what they want, then it, it gets Each communication yeah. is one step further from them making from a decision. From you getting money. Yeah. So just so write, the, yeah, write the description. Everything. Do good pictures. Put your location. Like it has like a little circle. You can put the area that you're in mm-hmm. because people want to know how far they have to go to get it. And... I promise it works. You cannot over post. Yeah. You cannot no, you really well, over explain. Mm, I, I I wouldn't put my phone number on some things. That's right. And, and that's one of the no, things. No, and we that's talk why you do next. messenger. Yeah, well that's yeah. where I, you can't over post. Yeah. You, be well, care, don't yes, post your right. address. You need no, to have a No, but as far as the, the description and pictures go. Yeah. So so this is the part that I think people are afraid of. They're afraid of, you know, is this scary? What what's dangerous? So when you're posting that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Don't put anything except for email. Because yeah. if you put your phone number in there, even if you say email me or text only, I promise you they will call you. Yeah. yeah so absolutely. just don't put anything like that in there. Put an email in there. And you may want to just put an email that you made up 
just for selling your trailer. Right. Now, the nice thing about Facebook Marketplace is if they respond to the Facebook Marketplace ad, you get a Facebook Messenger. Yes, it doesn't come into that specific email. Right. But when you respond to them, mm -hmm. if you don't go through that, Mm -hmm. then they got your email. You always taught me if you put it up there for sale and a week later, not even that, a few days later, it's still there and no one's talked to you about it, then the price is too high. Right. So what advice do you have for like pricing it in general? Like how do you figure out what you sell it for? You know, that's simple. Everybody thinks that their trailer is the best out there and it's top all the add-ons and all the things you did for yeah so the first thing you do is you look out and see what's for sale that's the same year the same make the same model that's not selling yes (laughs) and and be aware that if it's still out there that is the asking price that is probably not what it's selling for right and it's still there so if you want to sell yours know that you may need to go a little bit below that yeah we get our egos all tied up and and how much we invested yes a few years ago and we think that we should get that same investment back yeah it it just doesn't work that way you paid yourself in good experiences or you let it sit in the garage and you paid yourself in missed experiences but you paid yourself (laughs) so that value did come down and I do this too I get all wrapped up my ego gets wrapped up in what I originally paid for it and I Mm -hmm. feel like you deserve that 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 money should come back but that's not how it works so be realistic because if you overprice it Mm -hmm. and you put it out there and you don't get a a significant number of bites in the first two weeks you are totally overpriced yeah and and here's an example if I buy a really nice set of all white New Balance tennis shoes three years ago, he's totally done this. This is from right? experience. What? Look at his face. I'm tell- he's telling I a true story. Buy oh, these, no. these <laughs> all white tennis shoes? New Balance tennis shoes. <laughs> I know what they're worth and how great, how fantastic their construction is. I've mowed a few years, three in these in these all white tennis shoes did you sell your tennis shoes and I feel like they have gone up in value (laughs) (laughs) like they have that freshly mowed lawn smell on the outside on the inside is a totally different smell (laughs) gross dude gross I mean oh my goodness there there are a few do not sell your tennis shoes on so how much you get for them marketplace 27 bucks 27 bucks you are kidding me I am kidding you. I've never owned New Balance tissues. <laughs> I'm a <All> Reebok right. <laughs> man. <laughs> but I am part of the uh, bad dad jokes uh, group oh, on Facebook. Oh my Anyways, gosh. I digress. There Moving. are a few yes. things. Yes. You are, do. There are a few things that, that command top dollar, but they are a rare vintage or rare vintage name brand something yeah very crazy out there but most everything out there does not fall in that category don't fool yourself don't go into nadaguides.com and put in your trailer and then put in every option that it has it's going to give you an inflated value banks aren't going to loan on that it's just going to be a disaster Um, look at what's out there what's selling you can look at the nadaguides.com and then try to determine what you would accept go a hair above it Post it. Move on. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I feel like you need a gavel. A that, was a, that was a gavel moment. That was a yeah. gavel moment. Move on. Yeah. yeah. And, and I know that, let's say you were talking to the Airstream crowd or the or something vintage and 
and you know how much these really old ones go for after they've been refurbished and completely redone and all that yeah. you can't sell your trailer for for that amount before yeah. it's been redone before someone else has done the work yeah so so don't value your not yet worked on vintage trailer at eighty thousand dollars well i don't know that market's just bizarre it's true i, I mean i, I mean be, that's bizarre you, you'll you'll uh, find i have no amazing. idea how that goes yeah all right so but, but you ha- okay go ahead and and if you really are lost then you can ask for don't I, I hate to suggest that you waste people's time but if you're looking at a new trailer you can look at what you'd get for a trade-in and then price it above that right because you can always fall back and take that trade-in amount Right. And that'll give you a gauge from people who probably see more trailers than you do. Okay. So, yeah. That's it. I've <laughs> seen them all. I don't know. Yeah. We've so if all. I were selling something, let's say not even in this category, and I to go to find out what the mm-hmm. trade-in value is, I personally would probably go home and go, well, if I'm selling it for myself, 15 or 20% more just to, to put it out there in the water, and then I can always back down. Yeah. And that's probably where I would start 15, 20% more of whatever, whoever told me the value of that thing is, whether it be an old electric guitar or something like that. That's right. Or tennis shoes. Or tennis shoes. So, but in the end, the scary part is how to take the money and how to title it. So, let's talk about that. Ooh, take the money and run. That's literally what I've been trying to interject and say, but y'all kept talking. Well, he can chop up this. I would, ooh, take the money and run. You would. Do you remember that? Sorry, that just reminded me of the trailer trash. And you remember their story when they bought their first Airstream mm-hmm. and they like went into an alley with cash at yeah. night. Like, <laughs> That's so funny. All like, right, we don't, don't suggest do that. that. But oh. we do need to check in with them. We do suggest you go listen to the trailer trash and podcast yeah. because that was a hilarious story. <laughs> but yeah, don't do that. So um, I actually know nothing about this. So I'm going to close my mouth for a while and listen to someone else explain how we can safely do this. PJ, enlighten well, us. You've negotiated. You've come up with a price. And then you have to figure out how they're going to give you the money. Well, you know, unless it's, you know, $1,000 or less, you don't want them to show up with bills. What about like Venmo or PayPal or you can Facebook you can pay? S- you can certainly do that. And a lot of times, uh, if it's a large amount of money, there's some cash involved in making the transfer. And then, you know, there is some risk there. It's not normally how people want to pay for them. But that is reasonably safe. Um, most people want to pay with a wire transfer or they want to pay with a cashier's check. And there's some risk in both of those. With wire transfers, it is very difficult to undo a wire transfer. However, you have just given somebody your account number Mm -hmm. and your uh, routing number for your bank. So I should not use wire transfer unless I'm selling my trailer to a prince in some Saudi Arabia. <laughs> so then wants a refund for all of that money because his transporter, that's the that's the biggest scam is they say, well, why are you the money? But then when the guy shows up, just give write him a check for half of that because, you know, or mail me a check because I overpaid you. It's the only way I could get it out of the country. Oh, there's a million scams like that. Mm. Never, ever, 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 ever refund 
anything. If they overpay you, you say, sorry. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yes. buying me some new balance. Except for <laughs> 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 to mow the yard in. But it, it really, if somebody says I overpaid you, it's a scam. That's not real money anyway. It never Never is real money. Okay, so, okay, so how do we do this safely? Yeah. So if you're going to wire transfer, be sure you use an account that is not your main account that doesn't have a lot of money in it. Um, you know, I I before have used a savings account that belongs to one of my children hey. because they've, nah. saved, they've <laughs> saved all of $20. I was about to say. And I, I can know watch I the account, account. <laughs> and, and I can see what happens in it. And if they want to steal some money from me out of that account, it's going to be very tough to do. I mean, that's, that's just not a, a, a big, big account to use. Okay. So you, you can always and, you know, if you get a free account and they don't charge you at your bank, open another account. If you're looking at a $200,000 trailer or a motorhome, you know, just wow. open another account and just use that for the wire transfer and nothing else. Mm-hmm. So that's one way to do it. Um, cashier's check is the other way. Cashier's checks are easily forged. So mm, out of metal. Oh, come on. <laughs> Forged in the fire that Kate Dunbar is going to create. <laughs> to get Let's get through this because I want to talk to Kate. What Kate is cooking. Oh. So if you get a cashier's check, <laughs> two things. I know it's so silly. Um, cashier's checks, you can either call the bank and verify it or you can show up at the bank, hand it to them and say, is this a good check? They can verify the funds if you give them some basic information. Uh-huh. Who gave it to you, the number on it, the amount, they can go through and verify a cashier's check. Yeah. So be sure to do that before you let your trailer go. If you verified the cashier's check, either in person or on the phone, then all you have to worry about is titling it, right? Yeah. you know, uh, Change the title on the trailer. One thing I used to hear all the time when I was in high school or whatever, and friends were selling used cars and buying used cars, is they would do the transaction in the parking lot of a bank so they could walk into the yep, bank. Yep, 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 yep. Have somebody meet you there. Yeah. And the other thing is, don't take a cashier's check from Nowheresville Credit Union. Um, what? Yeah, you know. I'm a part of that credit union. They're all yeah. honest out there. <laughs> yeah, the, the Podunk Credit Union. Yeah, there's oh, only Podunk. three. I know them too. <laughs> yeah, there's only three people that work there, and, and they don't family. know how to verify. <laughs> call family. We verify it all. Yeah. <laughs> and it's super easy to make some kind of official sounding check. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're getting it verified from a bank, they should tell you something to look for a watermark, a hold it up to the light kind of thing. They will tell you what to look for on that check. Okay. So, yeah, but if it's, you know, get something from Wells Fargo or, you know, Frost Bank, a national bank, and you'll be safe. Every state is going to have titling paperwork that's required uh, the seller signature. So Google it, figure out what your state requires. It'll be printable online. Sign your name, hand it to them, take a picture of their driver's license and a picture of them if it's in person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whoever picks it up, get pictures, get IDs, and then send them on their way. Take the license plate off. It's not that Hard. Yeah, I think I would. The last thing I would would do is I would uh, buy some shoes. Leave no, I, I would <laughs> leave a little parting gift in the unit. Maybe some little Debbie Swiss cake rolls or something like that in the freezer. <laughs> 
Oh, I thought you were talking about a different gift. (laughs) No. (laughs) That's gross. Well, you started saying Debbie Swiss cake. I don't know. You just got to worry about these guys. Okay. You know, I hope we, everybody thinks there's some huge mystery to this. There really isn't. But hopefully we gave you a few tips of how to be safe. People have asked me, there, I did what you asked. We gave you kind of a quick rundown. I did it. (laughs) Or a not so quick rundown of how to sell it yourself. It's time to find out what our fates are with Kate Dunbar. Oh, now we have to cook things? Well, I mean, at the end of the tunnel, we might even get something worthwhile to eat. Oh, not if I could. But like between here and there, it's going to like be a lot of work. (laughs) So we got to start somewhere. Let's start right right now. Let's talk to Kate about why she's here, which is we're going to have some cooking adventures. I hear Kate has like a project for us. Kate, do you have an assignment for us? I do, but I think that um, I think it's going to be an interesting one. I think it's going to be fun, and I think for everybody who's never used these pieces of product before to cook with, they're going to learn a lot. And I'm looking for all the mistakes, and I'm looking for all the positive creations that y'all make. Well, okay. you probably didn't know that I actually am famous. Did you know that? What? I do know that. I am famous for being a really terrible cook. You open a bottle of wine, great. So that I do that. I do that great. You know, when everybody, everybody says, yeah, let's have a potluck. I'm like, I'll bring the wine. I'm pretty famous for uh, eating most anything, regardless of how good it is. Yeah, I, I've noticed that, too. I am pretty famous for trying to embark on insane recipes and not succeeding because I think it sounds like fun and then I'm left with a big old mess and my kids won't eat it. Like your birthday cake adventure? Yeah. Well, which one? Uh, Uh, Yeah, because there's been a lot of Wasn't it the latest one that but what was I the used, one you did? You had when this I, big party and made this gorgeous cake and it tasted like plastic? Well, yeah. I uh, For my daughter's second birthday party, I made a cake and my first time using fondant and I <gasps> bought cookie cutters fondant. and all this mm. stuff. And then I made the cake and then the next morning, I actually just, you know, there was like a little bit of the icing left out and I stuck my finger in and I was like, uh, that tastes like motor oil. And I looked at it and the <laughs> icing had expired. <laughs> I think three years ago and I had spread it all over the cake in between the layers uh. under the fondant. So I took my beautiful cake with all the different color stars and everything that I had cut out and I very angrily punched it and then threw it in the trash and then did it bounce back at you (laughs) (laughs) and then went and bought a cake and then went and bought cupcake mix 30 minutes before the party started and made some cupcakes but anyway thanks for bringing that up well you know you are up for adventures yes there we go that's right for being up for adventures because that was probably your first fondant cake right being good at it yeah yeah, so I used to be a baker. I, I mean, I own my own cafe and bakery, and fondant was something that I never worked with. I know. It, I, I know. mean, it tastes terrible, but it it's does. fun. It's fun, and you can do things, but nine times out of ten, anybody who ever orders a fondant cake, whenever you get that slice, the first thing they do is take mm-hmm. the fondant yeah, off, and then you just eat yeah. the cake. Mm-hmm. And I just decided, I don't know. I'm done. I don't like this. And every home cook, they don't know the tricks that it takes to make fondant work Mm -hmm. and it's just like like cooking 
and everything. You have to know the piece of equipment. You have to really read the directions. You have to understand what it is and then go forward. It's the exact same thing. Well, I'll um, I'll I'll grab you pictures of that cake. You can put them up in the show notes. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> and then, well, then we were so impressed with Lindsay playing with fondant. We had a bake off at our house. When was that? In the spring? Yeah, that, that was, was not a, long ago. Yeah, no, that ago. wasn't because you. One of you guys put it up on your Instagram or Facebook, and it was I, hilarious. It was. It was. That was so that fun. Was fun. It was definitely made, during COVID, like yeah. the lockdown yeah, time. Was, that was um, when it was. Be, yeah, because Kelsey was here. Yeah, y'all made yeah. like, like was, I think the theme was like roadkill cat cake. No, it was a nail. Yeah, well, it was. <laughs> it nailed, we had a nailed it challenge. It reminded me of the armadillo <laughs> from, um, from what was the movie with Julia Roberts and all of them. What? You know, Julia no, Roberts and no, Sally no, no. Fields and all them. What's that one? What? Come on, don't what's know. that movie? We don't know. Oh, Magnolia, Steel Ma- Steel Magnolia. It reminded me of the Armadillo Groom's Cake. Oh. It really did. <laughs> I guess I don't know that movie well enough. Sorry. Oh. That movie's too sad. It makes me cry, so I don't watch it. The cake is also really no funny. Star Wars. The cake part's funny? Yeah, the cake part's really funny. Well, hey, okay, don't mess yeah. with Blue Milk. I don't know what. What? The, you just said Star Wars, Blue Milk. You got. Oh, you, oh my God! You guys need help. I know. <laughs> We're milk. culturally deprived, Lindsay. Whatever. At least I got Steel Magnolias. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that word was not in my head today. Well, we did a Bake Off of making a cat cake, uh, and it was a cute little picture that we found, like on Pinterest. It didn't look like roadkill. Star Wars things, and you think, oh, that's so cute. Oh my gosh! We have to post some failures online because that was really fun well that one cat cake was very happy oh his tail was pointed the wrong way (laughs) (laughs) the silence is deafening (laughs) you just got to go to the pictures guys we can't talk about this it was crazy okay his his tail needed a rating yes (laughs) it was not gp (laughs) did you say gp it was not gp <laughs> PG. <okay>? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> PG. Oh, I see. Oh, geez. Our brains are gone. All right. Well, let's talk about food. Yep. What are we cooking? No, no, or no. What are we cooking on? With, yeah, we got to go to to what? What's the challenge? So, Kate has got us a couple of. Things I have three pieces of equipment that okay. you all get to battle hey, each other for. There's three of us. There's three Whoa, of you. What a clinky dink. <laughs> Fun. So, first one that you have is a fire disc. And <gasps> this is a oh. piece of equipment that is a bowl shape that sits over a heat source. It's totally portable. You can do everything from breakfast, lunch, and dinner in that. It's large enough where you could have sections in it where if you mm-hmm. wanted to, say, sear some steaks on one side, sear some potatoes on the other side, and then do some vegetables you could do it all at once in one product the second one we have is a blackstone griddle same concept of the fire disc but this is a flat top griddle you can do everything from smashed burgers to eggs pancakes bacon and then the third one that we have is a burner and that's a double burner and it's by camp chef and on that one they have high output burners so you can have cast iron you can have griddles on there you can have large stock pots so if you want to do like a crab boil shrimp boil those kind of things you can do that you can make soups you can even retrofit some of your um recipes to do dutch oven cooking over it so you Mm -hmm. have three pieces of equipment that really are multi-use okay kate i have a question right out of the bat Mm -hmm. which one's easiest (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> there was like a bug going trying to go on my nose. Good <laughs> shit. <laughs> What what would you have that done? That was the perfect answer <laughs> to her question. What would you have done? Okay. Are you camping already? So I would say you need to look at the way how you cook at the campground. I Are, don't. I don't. I, right. Right. PBJ's for life. Okay. <laughs> We're trying to up our game. Here, trying okay. to up your game. Right. What's something that you want to learn how to cook? Something that you want to expand on or something that you want to try and get ooh, ooh, better? Ooh. Toasted Pop Tarts. Toasted Pop Tarts. <laughs> and it can't be, it can't okay, be, that can be actually done on the burner. You, you know, can, you can warm those up. That'll work. Don't yourself, joke with right? Kate. She will <laughs> get you a recipe. I can figure it out. <laughs> I can get you to figure that one out. Um, no, like, what's something that you're going, you know, I really want to learn how to try and nail one recipe and get it right where over time I can change it up a bit. Hmm. Hmm. I like cooking breakfast. Okay, so are you pancakes, French toast, yes. um, eggs, bacon, all that kind of stuff? Yes. Okay, then why don't we look at, say, maybe a stepped up um, French toast for you? That's something that's different. Bread with something gooey on it, fun. I can handle it. You okay. can do that. So okay. let's look at... And I want a complicated recipe, too, because if I don't have any stretch at all, I mean, I want something... Oh, I've, I think I've got, I think that we're going to work on, um, let's see, we're coming into fall right now. Mm-hmm. So let's work on, spice. let's, let's bring that out. <laughs> Pumpkin a stuffed bit, French toast. Let's, let's do it. Huh. Let's change the bread up and let's use a croissant. And the reason why for that is that they're made from butter. So you have a really good product that's going to sit on a griddle. And that's going to have some release already in it. So you're not going to have to worry about as much burning. You're going to have it as the egg stuff? sets up and the custard no, wait, sets up. Really? So we're going to do like, like a gourmet French level. toast with croissants and let's bring in some fall flavors. And maybe we can do like a... Um, you do like, some pumpkin pancakes? We can totally do some pumpkin pancakes. Easily. Let me know what campsite you're going to be in on that day. <laughs> I know. I'll be there. Well, this is what we need to do. We need to grab three campsites in a row. And soon, I just bounce breaks, back and forth come. between all of you oh guys as you do it. Oh my God. Sorry, that was really loud. I'm really excited. We'll be fine. So let's like do an upgraded, you know, like a Sunday brunch kind of breakfast at the campground. I want to do brunch at the campground. Let's do that. Then we can each cook a different meal. And then I can open the bottle of wine at night. Yeah. Because because by the time night, I believe that brunch comes at any time when you're camping, though. So we could do this morning, noon, night doesn't matter. So I can sleep till noon and have brunch at three. Right. Because champagne works 24 hours a day, too. So we could make mimosas at the campground. (laughs) I I love campground etiquette. I I love this etiquette. So let's let's do a stepped up. What's everybody else going to cook? I know what Lindsay's camping in. Mm -hmm. I have an idea what I'm camping in. PJ, are you going to have something to camp in? She gets a tent. (laughs) 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 Did you hear that? No. Can we get her a yurt? (gasps) <gasps> that I'll take a yurt. A yurt? Fun. I'd take a yurt. Okay. okay, PJ can camp in whatatever she wants. Yeah, I'll surprise myself. Oh, so, okay, so so if she's going to do her breakfasty stuff, what should we? What equipment should we assign She to needs her? the Blackstone. Okay, okay I need the... I'm, is, I'm a little jealous, but yeah, okay. The Blackstone seems a little basic. It is. It's, 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 ba- it's very 
simple with the exception that there is one key thing that most owners who purchase it and just go out and start cooking on they totally forget oh season. you're gonna make me see and season it i have to oh i but have to i bet she has an, i bet hey. she has a perfect you know, solution for that i thought that if i just washed it made sure it didn't have manufacturing grease on it i'd be okay that's what a lot of people think and that's where they get tripped up in it so it is a piece of steel and it needs to be seasoned because you need to make it non-stick think of like benny hanna's and you know how they cook in front of you and they do all that fun fire stuff and everything and they do all this great food mm-hmm. um you're going to be creating the same thing or a really great burger <gasps> joint who has a griddle do i get top. a whole bunch of knives that i can juggle you can you can uh, do a lot of chopping if you want just let do me know i have when to bring goldfish <laughs> koi, koi pond okay but got it's, it you got need it, got to it, got season it. it and with a black stone it's not done in one round it usually takes three oh. to five rounds to do it but the great thing is is that you can do it when you get to the campground if you just buy it you put it in your trailer and you take it to the campground as soon as you finish setting up don't plan on making your dinner on the, that night because you're going to be sitting around have a couple glasses of wine whatever that's fine just relax okay. and that's when you're going to be doing the seasoning process so it's ready for you the next day okay. if you have time to do it at your house that's when I would suggest to really do it okay so once that's done you only do it once and then you never have to do it again no, you no. have three you, to five times you well you're going to do the pro- <laughs> you're going to you're going to repeat the process three to five times that day it's really easy the, it's <laughs> easy I'm see the look so on her tired. face I know. she's pissed I know <laughs> okay are they going to have to season theirs she's gonna have to season hers. okay here's the thing but okay i guess we can finish with pj first i'll, so, I'll ask when it's my turn. i'll work with you we'll about how to season it and then you'll learn how to do it and okay we'll get that done and once that that's done there's just basic maintenance on it and that's it there's, okay there's really not much other than cleaning the grease trap unhooking the propane from it and packing it up that's it okay well i will let you guys know next time we visit with kate how that went right okay miss Lindsay. Hi. Hello. What are you going to make? I'm going to choose the fire disc for you because it's fun. It's unique. (laughs) And it's one of those pieces of equipment that when you have it out and you're using it, people want to come and see what you're doing and mm-hmm. you're so good with people and like check out what I'm doing so, look at what, yeah. what I'm failing well, at I was say, <laughs> the fire disc is the most Instagrammable implement it is. I, I want it I think it is it but is. it looks like to me that it's just a big walk on stilts okay that's my Basically. question it sets the stage is, though so it's, it's just like yours except for it's tilted right so I, I guess my big concern is how do I keep stuff from going into the middle? Well, that's <laughs> going to be, it's not that big of a crevice that you're okay. thinking of. It's just a slight dome. It's okay. not, it's not anything where you're like, oh, there's a three or four inch difference between the top edge of it. There isn't. Um, you kept talking about separating, but like, isn't everything just going to go? No, because there's such a wide surface area of it that you won't have stuff falling into it. Like, here you go. Um, fried rice. Let's talk about that one. Yeah. So if you were going to make your own fried rice, what ingredients would you want to put in I don't in know. It? I've rice. never made it before. Obviously, <laughs> rice. Rice is good. good or, or if you're doing the vegetarian route, cauliflower rice would be another one that no, you could use to substitute me. it. She's a meat person, remember? I get that. But I might make you guys swap midway through the soup and just try and outdo each other. I have to learn two So things. rice and uh, rice So you want your aromatics. You want your onions. You want maybe some bell peppers. Peppers. Some, you yeah. know, maybe some jalapenos. If you want to do like a Tex-Mex style, we could do a fried rice Tex-Mex. I need everything I cook to be kid friendly. Kid friendly. Okay. So it has to be bright and colorful. 
it can't be too spicy yeah. and it's got to have a really good seasoning in it that's butter. not overpowered a lot of More butter, butter. Well, be some uh, butter. okay <clears throat> Gonna, but you have a dairy I issue. Ha- I have a dairy issue. So that issue. would be a coconut um, oil okay. or grapeseed oil. Okay. So we've got some food allergy yes. restrictions so with So I you. think that's my thing is like conquering cooking is like I felt like I was on my way and then I discovered my child has a gluten and dairy allergy. Okay. So I've learned to work around that by not cooking anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I need, I need Well, the I, first thing I can say is help. Just stop. Can't go through it. I asked for it. But so for, let's say if you're going to do fried rice, let's, okay. let's really look at that one because I think that that would be great for kids. Yeah. One of the traditional Asian flavors in that is soy sauce. Mm-hmm. Well, soy sauce has gluten. So you're going to be looking at amino acids. That's what you want to do. Uh, and that's, Bragg's is the best. Mm-hmm. And your children can have soy um, soy sauce fermented sauce just like that that still has the salty flavor the umami flavor everything but it's aminos and it's from coconut so it's totally safe soy sauce has gluten in it yes it does I have to make some phone calls (laughs) (laughs) soy sauce has gluten in it because it's made with fermented rice and other ingredients that are in it and it's the yeast and but the stabilizers rice is and all that free. Kind of, but it's the stabilizers and okay. everything else I'll that trust goes. You. Yeah, just, <laughs> just, just it has gluten in okay. it because of the proteins and everything huh. that go, that gets added into it. All so right. go with amino acids. It'll taste probably what it'll taste similar right. and everything. Yeah. That includes teriyaki sauce and all that. Those don't count. We have to make our own. Oh crap. Oh. Okay. Whoa. So I'll come up with I'll come up with stuff. Hey, we'll help. We'll can I can I say what about since she's going to be doing this with her kids and, and Hawks at a great age to be involved in this as long as he doesn't knock this thing over um, a dessert can she do a dessert on that thing I would think that you could do something that's really fun with kids would be like crepes you could pour crepes and they could make their own filling in it like you could have like a filling station you could do s'more ones where you could have you know, like peanut butter and mm-hmm. chocolate and melted marshmallows inside of a crepe and they could do that right on that fire can you disc. do that with free crepes absolutely cool. the one I can honestly say if I had to pick a brand which I've had to before and do that i like um bob's red mill and king arthur flour one to one it's their gluten-free flour whatever the recipe calls for you just use the exact same amount of their flour in it and it works fine all right i'm excited so So fried rice and crepes i think we should do that fried rice and crepes because fruit like kids love fresh fruit they love the color and the great thing about it is um i wouldn't recommend your son's age to help you with the cooking per se but he could help with all the prep yes and if they're really good at helping with prep and getting stuff together that's where you want to keep them while you're cooking because they're right there with you you can keep an eye on them and you can keep an eye on the fire desk yeah that's what they do at home they do prep work they uh uh accidentally touched the stove once so now i can't get them near it so that's not a bad that's thing. fine. Lesson yeah, learned. we're good with that. Mm-hmm. So they do, they do like that prep work. Um, my son is starting to learn how to use a knife and he really likes doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, yeah. your kids have an entire kitchen in their playroom, a big old kitchen, a play kitchen. Fun. Their play kitchen. And they is, have so much takes fun up half it. the room. It's huge. So, yeah. Perfect. 
All right, I'm excited. Okay, so you just have to think of ingredients. Wait, but I need to. Of, I need to season mine too. Yes, you do. You're going to need to do the same thing. It should take about that three to four times of it. We're. I'm going to walk you through it because we're going to have to do heating it up, seasoning it, let it cool down, heat it back up again. It's going to take a little bit of time. Does that make things taste different? It helps the disc, just like the blackstone, become non-stick. So things aren't sticking to it. Kind of like a cast iron skillet. The more that you season it, the more your food releases right out of it as you're cooking. You get in more golden, even, crispy, Got it. you know, sear on them and everything. It's okay. It just makes important. all the things better. Yeah. Okay. It also <laughs> makes cleanup a lot easier when you season it the right way. Okay. So there you go. And we'll do that before we go camping? Yes. Okay. I would prefer to, but if not, yeah. then I'll I'll walk you through it if you go camping. I don't know. I feel like that's going to eat up a lot of camping time. It eats time. up a lot of camping yeah. time. So if you can, I would absolutely do it beforehand. Cool. All right. All right. Well, we'll learn Clint, something before we learn something. You're up. You're up. Yeah. And you have a two burner stove top. Yeah. And the great thing about it is I have this one in my kit for my trailer. So Sweet, I it's used, already seasoned. No, wait, like, it doesn't need to be. You don't need to. <laughs> the only thing you need is a propane tank. That's uh-huh. about it. Lucky. That's all you need. And, yeah. and um, anything you can do on a big bad stove yeah you can get creative and do with this right thing. it's and the, just two massive burners it's two big burners they're high output they even have their own griddle that fits on top of it. like you can get a bunch of accessories i the, saw the pizza oven accessory. yeah they've got a pizza oven on there that gets up to over 550 degrees That's so you wild. can i mean you can make pizzas in there you can mm. do um baked eggs in there really mm-hmm. fast in a cast iron so you can do so many things just convert pizza oven and take out pizza and just put oven Okay, Mm -hmm. that means that you could make bread on that. Mm -hmm. You could bake a cake in there. You could do your cornbread in a skillet on there. You can do a lot. Dutch oven. Yep. This is a propane up pointed stove. Heat's coming from only the bottom. What's how? Okay, so think about that in terms of your house. If you were going to make a pot roast and say in a whole house on fire, so heat's coming from the top (laughs) too. I I'm, love I'm it. tracking. <laughs> so there's two types of Dutch ovens. There's a traditional Dutch oven uh-huh. and a camp Dutch oven. The camp Dutch oven is the one that has like those three little legs on the bottom of yes. it. So it stays out of the fire. So you yeah. get heat source all the way around. The flat bottom ones, those are meant for on your cooktop at home or um, in your oven. So the you would be cooking everything in there and you would be having the heat source from the bottom. So it would take a little more tending to because you want to make certain you're not going to burn anything. Mm-hmm. But you could make like pork chili verde on in that Dutch oven and mm-hmm. just sear off the pork really well and just stew it slowly in a Dutch oven. Yeah, make that. And anything then on the other side, slow, okay. I, I'm, I'm like a game for anything cooked slowly. Right. Something yes. about slow cooking anything. Okay, I, I just want to protest because when you cook slowly... Everything tastes good and nothing burns. Not true. No, okay. I, I'll burn it. You could totally. You can burn. You can burn this even on a slow cook. You're going to have to maintain that propane heat. And if there's any wind, it's going to be moving that flame. So you always have to be watching it, kind of like a campfire. So you have to you have to definitely keep your eye on that one. And you don't want it hot and bubbling and boiling away. You want it simmering, which is just a few bubbles coming up, not too much. I didn't even think about the wind. Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. The wind? You can't see it. You <laughs> wind can't is see a it, thing. So. <laughs> but like that, yeah, it moves the flame. So it right. makes things cook. What are some other things that I have not thought about cooking Rain. while camping? Rain. 
rain (laughs) hail (laughs) all right all right right. bugs getting in your food where's the closest dollar general okay (laughs) (laughs) do we have any pop tarts left (laughs) um if you are worried about bugs (laughs) there are there oh my gosh i just totally lost my train with thought with that i'm not worried about bugs my kid has one of those cool little cat bug catchers i'll just be like come here see them fish it out of the <laughs> Come fish it out of your fried Stew. rice. It's working. It's doing the backstroke. <laughs> it's protein. It's it fine. Protein. It's protein. It's fine. Um, you want to get if you're using the fire disc, there are things called splatter guards. It's like a lid. It is. It's like a mesh lid, and you can get them in different sizes on Amazon, and you can put it over your fire disc while you're cooking and it'll actually keep the oil splatters from coming out um because sometimes i mean my arms are pretty scarred up from all the oil pops that i've gotten over the years cooking but if that's something that you're concerned about absolutely get a splatter guard don't use so much oil yes you can do deep frying in the fire disc you absolutely can you can make fantastic fried chicken in it you could do chicken fried <laughs> steak in it that's unbelievable you don't that use it seems this. like step two that's it's a lot of work <laughs> a fried a lot of chicken at a campsite really oh yeah really have yeah. you fried chicken at a campsite oh yeah I did it when I was back in Memphis last summer and I was doing um, Memphis hot chicken burgers. It was really good. Oh, so, yeah. Well, that's Kate. I know. I, I don't just, know. Fried just, chicken at a campsite. I'll eat fried chicken anywhere. Kate, <laughs> on social media, have you have you seen all those posts that are like, like they're just ridiculous, bad cooking, like on purpose, and they say, follow me for more recipes. Right. And they're hilarious. They're fun. I'm thinking Lindsay needs to social media post like using her fire disc as a big cereal bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody get a spoon. Could you imagine that? That I can't imagine that. That's the problem. Follow me for more recipes. Could you imagine the ice cream sundae she could make in that thing too? Fried ah. ice cream. That's it. <gasps> I want to make fried ice cream. Do you know how to make fried ice cream? I do. It takes a lot of oil. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. You got to heat up a bunch of oil because you got to fry the outside crispy. Layer. That's scary. We can make fried butter, you know, Paula Deen style and do that. <laughs> fried oh, Twinkies. Gosh. We could just, we could have a whole oh, deep fat geez. fryer issue. <laughs> I, <laughs> I ate well and died. <laughs> right. So what do you do when you're camping with the grease? At well, the end of cooking. That's that's a big issue. And one of the thank products you for that, that. that thank You're you welcome. definitely. Um when you have grease, a good camper, and I'm gonna say it that way, does not pour the used grease in a fire pit. A good camper doesn't pour it into a bottle and throw it into the trash can at your campsite because you cannot do that. That's an illegal dumping. So there's three ways to do it one you filter it and i'll tell you how to do that in just a second and you bring it back with you and you just use it you just keep using it and it's fine just keep filtering it Two, call um a mechanic while you're on the road find out if they have an oil dump there a lot of them do you know like jiffy lube or you know places uh-huh. like that some of them will actually let you bring that cooking oil there and dispose of it and three would be to call restaurants around there because some restaurants in cities are deemed as a collection place where they will collect that oil it doesn't cost you anything really and you can dispose of it that way is there a website for the for you know i i all i've done in the past is i've just you know called around i've called restaurants i usually try and find the ones that cater to something that would be fried 
Uh-huh. Like I don't call, you know, the chain fast foods. I actually call mom and pop ones and find right. out, hey, you know, I'm a camper. I've got this. I don't want to dispose of it because I know it's illegal to do it this way. Is there something um, talking to your campground hosts? They might have um, a disposal site there, too, right. especially if they have like a cafe attached to their campground. So there's that. If you're going to filter it and take it with you, which I do, I reuse it multiple times. But if you're going to fry fish and then you want to make donuts, you do not use the same oil Ew. because your donuts will taste like fish. <gasps> I, I'm enamored. Like it, 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 it was fishy so donuts. Oh, that's hard to that's hard yeah. to think about. So but make the donuts first. Make the and sweet then you can have right. Donut fish. Fish. right. Exactly. Because if especially if you do like a cornbread, you know, breading on the fish, the sweetness of the corn, it'll be fine with the sweetness of the donut that was in there. But Camco makes a really great um collection pot that um it's like a bucket with a liner in it you pour the oil through it and then you can take the liner out it'll take out it'll filter all the little bits you can put the lid back on it and then store it in a safe place in your trailer and then you can just use it again and again and again Mm -hmm. that's a way to grease bin yeah but d- but do the bits go in the trash can or you still have to dispose of those? The little bits that are left in that paper cone, that's what you can dispose of okay. because you're not dumping the oil. Actual okay. oil. Right. Okay. So you just call them floaters or you call them dregs? I call them little crispy bits. <laughs> little crispy For bits. me, they're little crispy bits. And if it's, if it's one of those flies, it's a crispy critter? Probably. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, it's better gosh. than a bug zapper. So, hey, yeah. So um, so how do you know that the, the oil is done? It's time to replace. I would say if you've used it a couple times, there's an odor that'll start mm-hmm. to turn because, believe it or not, microscopic pieces of the food can stay in the oil. And those can grow bacteria. If it gets cloudy, um, if it's just old or if it's the fact that you're not going to use it again and you already know that, use your common sense and just dispose of it. It's an easier way to do that. Okay. So, I mean, I don't have a lot... Like whenever I do deep frying, I like to piece things out and think what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And that would be like if I'm at a campsite for more than a week or up to a week, I know that I would do a couple breakfasts and then I might do, you know, like some corn fritters or some hush puppies. And then towards the end, I might do some fried chicken or some chicken fried steaks because that's the natural progression of, okay, we're going from a sweet item to a savory item and all those flavors that are trapped in that oil will not you know disrupt that last piece okay. oh okay. but to plan that i'm just not it's that a lot good. of planning it's a I'm lot of planning not that good to do it it's a lot of planning but i mean it's something that's really not done all the time at the campground but believe it or not with this new round of campers that are coming through mm-hmm. they want to get creative and they want to make these things that they're seeing on pinterest which are the fried foods in a cast iron vessel or something like that and that's where your well, piece of equipment yeah. with the burner comes in really handy i mean because right now the you got it a new wave of people is entering the RVing community and a lot of them have been brought in by the images they saw on social media specifically right. Instagram has brought them into I want to go to that place and cook like that pretty picture outdoors right I mean that's why we're all here uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> so it's what true, are you going to cook yeah what's, your what recipe? Do, what's something that you want to try we each have two things go Ooh, I, I don't know I don't know Tell me what. Tell me what to do. 
Well, I'll try anything. Do you want to do a griddle? Do you want to do a cast iron something? Do you want to do a Dutch oven something? Do you want to do um, like a baked item, like a flatbread? Um, we could do. Have you ever made shakshuka? No, I can't, that, I can't pronounce that? it. So French no. making shakshuka. I, I'm, I'm over here like talking about you're doing things with Wheaties. What are you talking? Yeah. <laughs> so shakshuka is a North African dish. You'll find it in parts of the Middle East and uh-huh. Israel and all that. And it's a lot of warm spices, lots of paprika, uh-huh. um, peppers, onions, tomatoes. Okay, eggs in purgatory. Have you ever heard of that mm-hmm. one before? Mm-hmm. Okay, this is the North African version of okay. it, and it's usually eaten with a flatbread or pita bread that's hot and uh, you use yeah, it yeah. and you scoop it up and you have that soft egg See. and it's delicious. Anything it's I need so to good. use like, you know, I, I think of like going to a fast food chain, Masala Walk or something. If I have to dip the bread Does in that make you and happy? sop it up. Yeah, but I'm not so sure it works with my kids just yet. But the fun thing about that is, is you can create a dish that they'll like. Like, do they like potatoes? Do mm. they like sausage? Do they like scrambled eggs mm-hmm. or things like that? Because on that, we can do a skillet breakfast mm-hmm. and they can learn to make their own flatbreads for breakfast. We could get like cinnamon bread. We could do those kind of things where you could take the savory you know tortilla that we all put our breakfast tacos on Uh but you can make it sweet like a cinnamon toasted one and then you know create something that way um we can do that we can do this this thing actually feels like it could do all the things it can it's kind of wide open so you have to figure out do i want to do a dinner do i want to do a lunch what are the flavors and what's something that i want my kids to see me doing Mm -hmm. at the campground Mm mm-hmm um exercising my uh fire extinguisher (laughs) that is one of the most important pieces of equipment y'all need to have next to you with this and also three of these yeah so you need to remember fire extinguisher is important if you're going to be cooking with some oil that could pop out there's a chance that it could light so you need to have the right rated fire extinguisher and i know you guys mm-hmm. have done a great podcast on that one where you really went in depth and were explaining what all the different gradings are for i would highly suggest everybody listens to that okay. podcast yeah. because it's key to cooking outdoors um i would <coughs> yeah we still haven't decided what i'm cooking yet um do you like to cook steak? Do you like to cook pork? Do you like to cook chicken? We we do chicken and my kids love chicken. So I'll, how about I do a chicken why don't we do like a chicken fried chicken with a sauteed sweet potato hash on the side or something? Oh my like God, that. that sounds so Just good. Just send me the recipe Aww. so I can. It's in your book, right? Yeah. Okay. I've and then, actually, that one's on the chicken fried chicken is on my website because that way we can utilize two different pans mm-hmm. and we'll be able to build a gravy and I'll be able to show you how to do shallow frying in a cast iron pan where okay. you won't have any oil that you have to dispose of. Okay. So that would save down on that. So let's do that. And one. can okay. we can we get him a uh, recipe for homemade pop tarts? We could do it with puff pastry. Okay. Yeah. We could totally do that with puff pastry in on a nonstick pan. Mm-hmm. On that, mm-hmm. we could make we could make campground gourmet pop tarts. Ooh, let's do that. My daughter's gonna love this. Yeah, we could do chicken. I mean, I'm gonna yeah. love it too. But absolutely, let's do that. You're, oh yeah, you're, I've okay. got a case of puff pastry in my freezer at home, so I so I've got it. Don't I have worry. to say, Clint, up. you arguably have the quote unquote easiest. Uh-huh. appliance just because it's so similar to like what we have in our homes right. but but that has you have the hardest recipes <laughs> those both sound very there's some complexity that yes come, i'm excited yeah. to yep. watch you struggle oh and it's but like in be, the nicest way oh real. yes <laughs> 
In the nicest way. In the nicest yeah. way. And I think there's going to be so much more to it. I want to know which ones are easier to set up, carry right. around. What's it like? actually dragging this around in your camper that's the other thing you have to look at the space and i think that that's the problem that all these new campers are coming up with they're buying new trailers they've never been they want all the stuff that they see online but if they're pulling a small trailer with like a honda pilot um you don't have a lot of packing space that's left in there Mm -hmm. so i do like the burner because the legs come off so if you have a truck it fits in a truck you can fit it on the floor of your trailer i like the blackstone because you can fit it in one of the bays in Mm -hmm. your trailer you can also fit it in the back of a truck you can fit it in one of those shallow plastic totes with the lid so everything stays there the fire disc is a little different it i know it folds down but it's still awkward it is it's awkward in the sense that i kind of look at it as like one of those six foot tables that folds in half that you take with you it's gonna take up some space and we got the big one and you guys got the big one which is better i well we had to <laughs> it was yeah available. the small ones like, are not available right because they're a lot of brand new, new campers, campers yeah. that are out there with us and we're all, all finding the fire discs right. fine i'll eat more food <laughs> it'll work. cook more food i don't know about eating it'll more work. food but yeah do you think that could fit just like in a truck wait i'll have a truck so I have the back of the truck. Yeah, you have just you have to look trailer. at you have to look at your setup. What are you taking with you normally? Duh. You know, <laughs> I'm the con- I'm either in my um my vintage trailer and in our airstream. I never carry a barbecue. I never carry a blackstone. None of that stuff goes in any of the bays because I'm highly sensitive to smell. It's just like my taste buds. I can smell anything, food lingering, and it'll bug me. I don't cook bacon in my trailer. I don't, I rarely ever cook inside my trailer just because of the smell factor. Um, So in our truck, that's where all the cooking equipment goes is in the back of the truck. And that's usually my grill. That's usually that burner. That's my Blackstone. And yes, I take all of those pieces <laughs> with me. <laughs> but if you're towing a smaller trailer and you have like a small SUV, you really do have limited space. So that's one of the things I think we need to look at is right. what's it like setting it up? What's it like storing it, packing yeah. it, moving it? How heavy is it? How difficult is it just to set up and get started? Right. Because I, you know, I, I, I know it's a secret, but I'm pretty much all in for easy but I'm trying to step it up and have good food. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. No, yes. I think I got that from you, though. Yeah. yeah, I like I just want it to be easy. But then I get bored and I want a challenge. And then halfway through the challenge, I'm like, ah, this is hard. I'm bored. Let's <laughs> do something else. And right. then I have a big mess. Let's so, do something easy. Where's Dollar General? Yeah, I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm pretty excited because I can't. Like, I can't give up. I can't quit halfway through because... Well, you can, but we'll all would, laugh at yeah, you. you all, <laughs> it's going to be public knowledge. We'll you know? <laughs> all laugh at you. Okay, well, so, I'm excited. Um, that, I think that's something we can report back on in our next installment of the challenge. Yeah, and all I think that. there's going to be many layers to yeah. this. I think what we need to do is, as soon as we stop recording this, hop on and see if we can get four sites nearby each other. Four, because Kate... I've got to be there to watch okay. it. It's yeah. help you. Yes. <laughs> she'll, I, she's just going to hold the fire extinguisher. <laughs> and just Someone's got to film you. Yeah. I need a babysitter. Oh, gosh. But I think that the I think the number one thing is, is one, you have to open the product and look at the product before you hit the campground. Mm-hmm. You need to season the product. 
before you get to the campground if you have to do that you have to make certain you have all the parts for yours because mm-hmm. there might be missing parts and oh. you always want to make certain that you have all the parts oh yeah before you get to the campground it's notorious a lot of things miss you know the packaging especially right now we're okay. in the camping industry if you're There's missing a lot of one of the legs moving. you can just have everett just stand underneath That's, it he won't mind <laughs> no, he, no. and he stands still for the longest uh, but i think it's that and then i think we really need to like i'll talk to each one of you individually we'll get a shopping list together and then i'll write up a recipe and then we'll talk about it and then you're going to pretend and go through the motions so okay. much talking i'm hungry i know me too and wow. i don't want to you sound like I just, me I yeah, I'm like, my I stomach's growling. I am not food. looking forward to the pile of prep. I'll just put it I out am. there. I am. I am not. I am. But I will do it. <laughs> PJ, well, then what's Richard? And you I know will what? complain the well, whole time. Yeah. Well, well here's the thing. The whole time. But what's Richard well, doing? Yeah, not helping. That's what he's oh. doing. Okay, so wait. Let's, let me really, really think that one because you are definitely speaking to a group of campers. Mm-hmm. Why don't you and I look at what our local grocery store has that's the prepared meals that you just have no, to no, reheat? No, 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 no. Is that no. something? Because no, that would cut down on the prep time for you. Okay, that's just downright embarrassing. But okay. there's a lot of campers who do that. They yes. go and they buy that and they want something to cook it on. They just don't know how to use that implement with it. Would that okay. be something? How about this? How about if I do it the long way? I mean, I'm just complaining because I'm complaining, <laughs> but I'll do it the long way. Strag in her feet. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm not editing that. Yeah, I know. You never do. You never do. Whenever I look really bad, you never edit it. Um, but, but then we can look at how to do it easier for people like me who really, when I get to the campsite, I want good food. I want it quick. I want it easy. I realize there you can't always have it super easy, so it'll be interesting to see. There's a lot of great meals that are ready for you to cook at home these days, especially with how everything's changed over the past couple months. Mm -hmm. That might not be a bad option for us to pull a couple of those just so you could experience cooking those at the campground, along with, you know, something else. Yeah. Let's focus on that because then that would give real campers, especially the ones who are buying the like the make it fresh or, you know, the Marley spoon, the delivery food food that comes to the campground for them because they don't want to hit the grocery store and those are meals prepared like those are meals that are ready for you to prepare right then and there that would be your target audience to talk about this with and i think that it's something that us on a whole in this industry we're not really thinking about but we need to open our eyes to it and realize that there's a lot of people who are buying I like that. Those and they need to, that yeah, you need lot. to baby step. Like, we're just taking it all on, but there's a lot of people who just can't do that. Right. Well, well, like your idea of using the the, the tater tots, the, you know, right. from the frozen section. There's oh, nothing wrong with buying frozen not? food because it keeps your ice chest colder and it keeps your refrigerator colder. And most new campers don't understand. Those are not refrigerators like your home. These are yeah. very different. Yeah. And mm-hmm. food spoils so fast and food spoils so fast. And yeah. you're going to give yourself some food poisoning if well, you're not yeah. careful. I, there's probably a lot of people out there who are like me. We're not natural cooks, but we want good food. You know, cooking is something I could do at a campfire. Maybe it's, I, you know, but it's not my natural environment. I think that maybe it's also one of those things like when I teach people how to hook up their trailer, they're all like, oh, this is so overwhelming. And then they come back in the next week and go, oh, pff, 
I got that. That would, I was worried about more than it really was. I've got this. And maybe it'll be like that. Maybe I'll try it and I'll go, you know what? I can do this. This is not a big deal. I think just the easiest. it feels a little overwhelming right right now for me. I think it's because we're not, whenever we go camping, we're not at home. We don't have our pantry. We don't have our refrigerator. We don't have our grocery store around the corner. Yeah, there's no safeties. Your safety nets are gone. And that's where the proper planning really comes in. You want to have a grocery list. You really want to try and have Mm -hmm. a meal plan list. Because if you know what you're making, you can do so much prep at home before you go camping. A lot of the prep can be frozen, which helps in keeping your coolers cold, keeping your refrigerators cold. And just having a bulk of it done at home makes it flawless because we don't have a garbage disposal. We don't have all those things, all those little things that you start to think about if Mm -hmm. you just take, you know, take the time, go over it and then, you know, start implementing it. It will become it will become better for you. All right. This one one just floated through my mind. Uh, Cooking outside flies. Yeah. What do you do about the flies? What's your plan? Um, I'm one of those people. I grew up on a farm anyways in right. a ranch situation. Right. So I have the great pest control that we used around our barn for our um, horses and stuff like that. So I spray down the tables before I spray down the area. Just the surfaces and all yeah, that? Okay. I do. And then I use a lot of um, those mesh picnic nets yeah that you set over the thing so i have one that usually sits over my prep area that has the food that's cooked i use those splatter guards whenever i'm cooking that keeps bugs from coming in um if i'm cooking over live fire you know hardwood or charcoal or stuff they tend not to get near it it's hot it's smoky they don't like that so there's kind of that barrier right and the and the warm air is rising so it's kind of lifting them away from Mm -hmm. whatever you're cooking exactly But I mean, you know, I'm not saying everybody get to your local feed store and go buy, you know, the fly sprays and everything like that. It's what I've always used and Uh it works. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of other natural ones that you can use with essential oils spraying around the area and wiping Mm -hmm. it down that will deter bugs, which is fantastic, too. Okay. So. Just gonna hand each of my kids a fly swatter. That's always fun too, especially yeah, the ones that are like, like you know, around the, the electric ones. Those, yeah. The electric ones the are tennis awesome. racket looking yep. ones. Mm-hmm. We have them. My kids have a blast Keep with busy. those things. Keep that's, them busy. That's <laughs> fine. Yeah, a fly never hurt anybody. No, a fly no. swatter though. <laughs> An electric fly swatter hurts when it hits you. It's a sting. I can tell you that one. Experience. My kid hit me with one two summers ago by oh, accident. Gosh. And you will never forget. No. So much. No, well, there's a mark. So much goes into trying to figure out how to really cook yeah. at, a, at a campsite. I'm excited to kind of see whether it's harder than I think or easier than I think. So I'm ready to get started. I'm going to try to take that positive attitude. You can do it. It's just get out of your head. Just get out of your head and just think, okay, that's hard. Yeah. And you know know what? I just try it. You can do it. I'm excited. Let's, uh, I'm stoked. Let's make, let's get those campsites. Yep. All All right. right. Disc activate. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I feel like a superhero. (laughs) It's like the new Captain America food prep. Here we go. Yes. (laughs) I don't know. I'm scared of just me being near a fire disc. I know. Me too. (laughs) I'm scared of just, what do you call it? Seasoning? Yeah. Do you know what? No, 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 no. It doesn't matter. Kate's going to be our safety net. You can't make me feel better. I'm just going to get it. You're just going to do it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to learn something. If nothing else, I'm going to learn how to season the day. You can learn how to stop complaining. Okay. There you go. This is so exciting. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited. You're doing great. Thank you. (laughs) 
Okay, let's do this. <laughs> I'll see you at the next time. Okay, are you guys excited about cooking? I'm excited about eating. You know, I'm actually a little bit excited about cooking. A, a little bit. I'm, I, I, I got to tell you, I'm a basics. I can do some breakfasty things. I can do some hamburger type things. I can do stuff from a box. Well, I, you I know, don't think that's what she gave you. Hamburger and, type things. Well, <laughs> well, there's there's what the round patty things. Those are hamburger type things, <laughs> and so are the hamburger helper. Or type things. meatballs. They're like hamburgers in balls. And meatloaf is like hamburger meatloaf. in loaf. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm, okay. All right. Yeah. Oh. See, we have arrived. Hamburger oh. type things. Oh. Give me a pound of ground beef. Okay. So I am a little bit excited because I I feel like it's time. I'm, I'm coming up on my fourth decade. I should up my game just a little. I'm excited because it's not 110 degrees outside anymore. It's only like 95. So it could be nice so to stand next to a fire. Yeah, I feel like a fire right now is okay. I'm excited because I'm now cooking for entertainment value, not necessarily nutrition and good eats. Okay. Yeah. So, I, you know, I just got to get out there and try it. Okay. So one thing that I am maybe most concerned about now, I, we had the conversation where the prep is a little bit daunting because we're not used to doing that. kind. Of, I'm a little concerned because we're going to do this and we're going to go all go out there and we're going to bring our kids and this could be, this could be a fiasco. Won't that be fun? Mm-hmm. I mean... A fun fiasco, though. I, I can hey, see... Hey, you know what? If we get to talk to Kate, is she going to come out and... Is, is she going to, like, be there when we're cooking? Uh, that's the plan. That's the hope. She's going to be the fire skinger. Yeah, what holder, is she right? supposed to do? Just be like, go cook. Bye? No. I don't know. No. Well, everything's fun. That is not there. the plan in my head. No, I, <laughs> I see her going between and having a blast. And putting out all the fires. Well, that... Literally. <laughs> well chasing my son Everett while he's pretending to be the human torch. Oh my god, Kate cannot be our babysitter. Why not? Because she's got to teach us how to cook. Well, she'll be babysitting us and our kids. Oh my god, we better pay her a lot. (laughs) We're not paying her at all. (laughs) You know that, right? (laughs) Hey Kate, you listening? (laughs) Okay, so... That was fun. Yeah. Let's let's prepare ourselves mentally and emotionally and pyrotechnically. Physically. <laughs> I'm going to run up some steps like Rocky. I am not While doing carrying that. a fire disc. Yeah, we all have really big propane tanks. Let's not. Uh, <laughs> what'd you say about my propane tank? <laughs> 20 pounder. <laughs> High pressure. Okay, let's wrap this up. We're getting weird. Super fun, though. All right, that's it from the RV Small Talk podcast for this episode. Stay tuned. For the next one where we t- where we discuss <laughs> rv related skin grafts <laughs> rv tattoos <laughs> <laughs>